This week on The Sounds of the Rising, I have a very special guest. It's my husband, Josh. I actually asked him literally about five minutes before we started recording this podcast. I actually asked him to come upstairs and do a reel with me on Instagram. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just make a podcast and I'll go live on Instagram and we can just see what comes up. I've been sharing a lot on social media recently around the topic of surrender and intimacy and speaking in depth about my journey in this space and how how it's shown up for me really over the last two decades and even more so over the last few years and also how it shows up throughout the month through my cycle how I am really working on creating space in my life when I have been a woman as I think many women do today who have who has pushed 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 to the point of exhaustion living too much in my masculine energy and not only has this had an impact on my health but for sure it's had an impact on my relationship with Josh I've been working on it for a long time but really it's come more and more into fruition in the last couple of years as I've said and I'm ready to step into the work of supporting women to release and feel this expansion and space in the way that I now feel and have the really positive impact in their relationship that it's had for Josh and I. So I'm really grateful that Josh is here on this podcast to speak to this with us. He's, you know, obviously been a big, big part of the journey, obviously. And it's just really, really great to be able to share with you all a conversation between us and Josh's perspective. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Okay. Hello. Amazing. Okay, so um, I wanted to um, record a podcast episode with Josh and we thought we'd go live at the same time. So if we're not really looking at you, it's because we're going to be in conversation. So just kind of... We're here, but we're going to sit in conversation because we're recording this podcast. So we'll carry on. Thank you for coming onto my podcast. This is the first time. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. It's an honor. <laughs> so my podcast um, is The Sounds of the Rising. And I haven't actually interviewed a man in this space before. But it felt relevant considering a lot of the stuff I've been talking about on social media recently around surrender and intimacy because mm-hmm. you are ultimately the man that I surrender to exactly and have intimacy with lucky you <laughs> don't, be, don't feel awkward so far anyways that's good <laughs> good start oh dear so I think just for background it's interesting perhaps for everyone to know that I say we've been together now for you're better with this than me. Fourteen years. Uh, yeah, come up to yeah, two thousand and seven, wasn't it? 
2008. Okay, yeah, so 14, 14 years. years. Yeah. And, um, yeah, actually, when we first met, I was married to someone else. For context, um, I was separated. But when we met, it definitely... it. I, I personally felt like a very strong... Um, chemical connection to you it felt very chemical like this real kind of magnetic pull towards you and we had like a very sort of passionate love affair to start with really Mm. um i would say i think that's fair enough yeah yeah yeah, definitely um and yeah things developed very quickly i was living in london i'd moved to leicestershire um where you lived Mm -hmm pretty quickly because you didn't want to be in London yeah and within how many months eight months nine months yeah it must have been something like that yeah well well, yeah I was pregnant with Caleb yeah that was tumultuous it wasn't something that either of us were expecting it was a difficult time Mm -hmm. and I think it was yeah it, it was perhaps more difficult for you than me to accept that yeah but certainly once Caleb arrived You've always been, in my eyes, the best father in the world. Like, I do think you're a fantastic father. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So, yeah. and you. then obviously we've got Savannah now. But our relationship, I suppose because of that, partly because of that passion, has also, as a result of that, been very difficult at times. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, a lot of that is because we were like very much like pushing against each other as opposed to trying to find ways to come together mm-hmm. although i also think it's fair to say that certainly you in the early days more than me have been very open to growth i've always felt that about you very accepting of where you felt like you needed to change mm-hmm. and um you, yeah you you've you've done a lot of that and i've been so grateful for it yeah i feel like i've changed a lot since we met for sure crikey heck of a lot what do you feel um i don't know yeah much more i suppose i don't know mature um much less kind of looking outwards much more kind of looking inwards as in like inwards to the family mm-hmm. um yeah, much more growing up in that respect, uh, much stronger kind of priorities, much more focus, um, much more kind of, I suppose, like satisfied with who I am. And um, yeah, those, those kind of things really, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we, we were literally talking about this in the kitchen, weren't we, just now, like we, as a couple are a couple that, sort of never sort of stand still we're always adapting to situations and we have really grown into a point and I feel I, I personally feel like I, I've told you before and I'm, I'm going to be teaching this on surrender to intimacy but and I, you know maybe some women wouldn't feel comfortable telling their partners this but my aunt in America has always been such a big influence for me in relationships just because she's done so much study around it mm-hmm. And she comes from a very kind of traditional background in many ways. Um, but there's so much beauty behind that tradition as well. And um, 
she always has taught me, you know, I remember when I first moved in with you, fair enough to say you'd never done housework in your life apart from maybe washing up occasionally. Yeah, I wasn't really mature in that respect, for no. sure. I mean, you are now, like, you're, you you do all the housework pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, probably cleaner than you now. <laughs> but um, she, I, I, would, I would express how it was difficult for me to always have to do everything. And she said to me that men just want to make women happy mm-hmm. ultimately and when they hear us nagging you never do this you never do that what you're actually hearing is you don't make me happy right so using language instead like it would make me happy if you did this is is so much more powerful because you're not sort of saying you make me unhappy i wish you would change you're just saying like these are my needs these are my desires you know i'm assuming that you want us to be in a happy harmonious relationship mm-hmm. so if if you were to do that it would just make me feel so good and you know i've, I've tried to put that into practice because it makes a lot it made a lot of sense to me like who wants to be nagged at like that's not a lovely way to go about life mm-hmm. Um, and so over the time that we've been together, like I've been putting into practice things like that and I have felt like it's made a big difference, but certainly the last couple of years, a big realization for me, because in our work-life balance, it it was quite difficult. Would you explain like how kind of you've perhaps felt around our work-life balance over the last five years? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to mention, well, whatever, anyway, so the job that we the job that we did so I was doing a job wasn't I um it was kind of it was going okay but not brilliantly kind of plateaued at a level that was just about okay but didn't allow us to have anything luxurious or many treats and you were doing something that was going really well so we kind of had that conversation on that significant day where we decided that I ought to we ought to really like pool our resources like me like both of us focus on this one thing that you were doing essentially me just do as much as I could to free up time for you because you were clearly very good at it so me free up time for you as much as possible to focus on that. And then um, then me you know, jump ship, stop what I was doing and join you with what you were doing. So join you with your business and um, both be kind of like both responsible for that. Kind of, I suppose, like the vision was equally and just both, you know, doing it together. Um, yeah, in every respect. And then um, so that happened. So I did the first part of the plan, I suppose, I like worked out in the sense that I wound down what I was doing, jumped ship, joined you. But then I suppose... Over the years, um, the second part of the plan didn't really work out. So rather than being, I suppose, like, you know, both kind of like joint managers or whatever, or joint kind of like, you know, owners of the business or heads of the business or whatever it might be, you know, like the, the joint kind of like people who are running it, it became, to me, it became like, I suppose, like quite quickly, maybe not quickly enough, but like quite quickly clear that I wasn't like 100% suited to it. But because of the nature of the business, I was never going to be sort of a 50-50 kind of joint responsible in the same way that you were or able to do the kind of things that you were just the nature of the business just didn't really I'm not making excuses but and also because you've been so strong with it and you've kind of got it off the ground and got it to such a successful point already that it was very hard to come in at a later date and then be like you know right everyone you know I'm here so it's like not like things are going to be different from now on or anything silly like that but just even just to kind of be part of it kind of felt quite hard really not that anyone was unwelcoming but it just naturally didn't feel like it was a natural fit so anyway to cut a long story short I suppose the route without really realizing it or discussing it the route that we kind of went down was just naturally um a route where you just continued to 
like be the head of that business because it just made perfect sense for you to carry on being the head of that business and I just more and more like took like a background role and then like more of a background role and then um yeah more of a background <laughs> it just reminded me of that joke like um yeah like what's your position not a very good joke but what's your position in the football team you know right back you know right back in the changing room that kind of thing yeah right yeah it reminded me of that to a great extent it was like he's so far in the background that you're practically you know not even playing anymore um so yeah but which made sense for the business made sense for our lives but that was like that was a it was almost something that we didn't discuss or plan obviously we couldn't have foreseen that that wasn't a part of the plan it just happened naturally to the point where like I say I was like thoroughly in the background and doing bits and bobs towards the business but nothing really meaningful and nothing that really felt like it was contributing in like a proper way as in like you know making it so that this month we're earning this much money because of something that I did there's no like direct link between what I was doing and how well we were doing as a family so I was taking on in a way going back to that original thing like taking on more and more house responsibilities again no plan no conversation just kind of naturally happened so I've I found myself being I suppose like a full-time dad to a great extent really with bits and bobs of work in between like making breakfast making sure that people were ready for school or homeschool or whatever it might be and you know dishwasher and staying up till midnight washing up at night and stuff like that and yeah so I mean that's like the kind of the story of like how we got to where we were and that caused its own kind of that causes tension because I'm sure that some men are like really suited to that or maybe they're not I just don't know but I was gonna say I think some men and I think you possibly when you first heard that that might be a possibility that you could like not work and be at home and be with the children more and like do do housework and like mm. that to you and to most men I would imagine would initially feel like wow that would be amazing well I don't know actually I don't know if that, if that had been the proposition I don't think mm. it would have struck me as being so amazing. Some men, I think it would. Yeah, some men, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, which is fair enough. But I, f I feel like I kind of need some kind of sense of achievement. Not like, obviously, achievement can be defined in many ways. Mm. And making sure that your children are happy and, you know, have school to go to and have lunch in their tummies and stuff like that. That's achievement. But I, I mean it more in the sense of kind of, I suppose, like, direct contribution to the family. And um, achievement in terms of, like, achieving goals that are outside of the house things like that so I feel like I, I kind of need that to a great extent so even though I really appreciate there's so many positives to not being in an office and not traveling to an office and all that kind of thing having a manager overlooking you and the rest of it um yeah I just felt like there was just still some something kind of like not just didn't just just naturally kind of didn't feel right that I was like getting into this role of being almost like a house husband yeah and it left me kind of feeling lacking and um yeah, almost like not pointless because obviously like I say caring for your children is like can't be pointless but just in a kind of like a wider sense mm -hmm. like something deep down inside just didn't like feel right mm -hmm. which led to lots of tension lo right. lots of kind of like uncertainty I suppose and yeah like wh where we were going what path we we're on and yeah I feel like yeah, that's that was a long journey and it's I feel like we're only just really probably possibly getting to the point now where we're on a going to be on a path that's a bit more settled really makes more sense yeah it's and i think that like listening to that you know you, women may feel like or men may feel even that you know it was all all right for me through this process and i think initially i felt like it was you know i'd been so programmed to want to achieve and to um, 
push through and just really be the best at everything and I I've been learning more and more recently around how women of my generation like we grew up with this model of essentially women in the home feeling unappreciated feeling um you know disliking their bodies disliking their lives in many respects complaining about a lot of things and then the example of of our fathers was like independence achievement achievement in inverted commas you know whatever that means um just having more of a focus in life and more being appreciated more and not feeling so beholden and then we're like well why would we not aim for a life like our fathers and so moving more into this masculine energy which essentially is what I was holding Mm -hmm. and that I I really believe and I feel like it's been exampled in our relationship like I met you when I met you I was like excited about your ambition your drive you know your motivation like i i felt and saw all of that in you Mm. and yet i feel like from my perspective slowly but surely like ultimately like i degraded that is that the right word i don't think so oh (laughs) i love how you always give me the right words no i can't think of the right like degraded it like pushed it down because like i was um yeah, I was like, I was so caught up in my own journey towards like being the best and being successful. And I feel like, yeah, you came into the business and it like didn't necessarily feel suited to you. But I do feel like there's validity in some of your thoughts where I didn't really have the patience or give you time because I was just like, come on, we've got to keep moving. We've got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And there was no like, fluidity or flow in my body because I was so heavily in my masculine and then that has that like that has that really kind of ultimately I think women today because of this <laughs> Kayla was being very noisy downstairs if people can hear that because of this like front that we put up and then this like these these like yeah this wall that we put around us that we need to be successful, we need to be in charge, we need to be in control. And that's all come from good reason. Like we've had so much historically that has, as women, that's made us have to be strong because we've been so controlled and mm-hmm. suppressed. And, you know, since the times of patriarchy, I mean, before this, like women in Celtic times were worshipped and like valued for everything that they are and for the life-giving and you know all the beauty and nurture that we can bring but then with the times of patriarchy slowly but surely that's been um suppressed and and you know oppressed and everything you know um pulled out of us in terms of our natural instincts so we've had to become what essentially men in a, you know in a in a man's world like a, another version of men but mm-hmm. we're not men mm-hmm. and in turn men i feel have actually been scared of standing in their power to some extent because we better not upset the women mm. right mm-hmm. and then so what we're ending up with then is in a situation where you're going through that you're not feeling like your truest version of yourself and everything that you can bring to the world mm-hmm. I'm living this version of myself that I think is what I want. But actually when I pull back and I stop and think about it, 
I'm fucking exhausted. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on Instagram. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm physically exhausted. And, and you've seen that in me. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple of weeks ago or a month or so ago, we reached a point where you actually said to me, it's not going to carry on like this. Like, and that was a really beautiful moment for me that I think has been a process of us coming to this point of, of coming together in this way. Mm. Like, things are going to be different by the end of the year. I mean, do you, do you want do you, yeah, can you yeah. speak to that? Yeah, yeah, just briefly, yeah. Because, um, yeah, so we're on holiday, weren't we, in um, July in the Lake District. I like, rented out this lovely little Airbnb. Mm. So we, re- oh, that's Cardi snoring. <laughs> <laughs> so we rebooked it for December. And you were stressed out having to work maybe like while we were there and that happened on previous holidays too. So it's like it's, uh, you do these things where you go to the park. Well, the idea is to go to the park with the children, you know, having a nice time. But actually you have to stay back in the Airbnb to do a bit of like finishing up of some work or something like that. And so I'm going to the park with the children, which again is like absolutely great. Yeah, I love it. I'd rather we did it all together. That's mm. the ideal, isn't it? Especially mm. on a holiday. It's not mm. like a normal day. Mm. So that's, that's, the, um, that's what you'd expect. But um, yeah, so I just said like, you know, when we come back in December, like I really want to, well, kind of like we will. Well, it was like, more, it was more, wasn't it? That like I, you, like, yeah. it's just more the pressure that I feel. Yeah, it's more that, it's more the work thing, really. Yeah, the pressure around work and like the, the things kind of feeling like they're on your shoulders. And that's how it's been now, like for a long time, as in like you feeling like, like I was saying earlier, you know, what I was doing wasn't directly contributing to us earning an extra whatever it might be a month. So it all felt like, in terms of the actual money, it felt like the pressure was on you. So, which wasn't great, it didn't, didn't make me feel great either. So it just felt like, yeah, that felt like, not the breaking point, it wasn't a particularly kind of tragic moment in terms of stress or anything like that, but it was just a moment where I just thought, you know, this it's, it's gone on so long, that a nice target is that when we come back in December, we'll come back in different circumstances. Yeah. And that's the, that's the kind of aim, and that was only in July, and yeah, already in August now, um, yeah, I feel like we're already kind of on a different path, really. Yeah, and it's something that we've been moving towards now for, I would say, two or three years, this slow process of unpicking, like, what we actually want for our lives. Like, and for me, it's become more and more clear that what I want and what I can achieve and what I've been working on around surrender, you know, that word surrender for women may feel like, oh, you're submissive, you're becoming submissive or you're like giving up what you want, or you're not standing in your power. And for me, actually, it's the exact opposite. Like I'm coming back to my truth and my essence. Like I've said to you for so long now, like, oh, what would I give to just like be in the garden or be in the kitchen without pressure and like not feel like I have to be like achieving all the time and in control all the time. Just like a simple example is like, you know, I perhaps would have used to feel like you go to the supermarket and I have to specify exactly like where you buy the, I mean, perhaps justified, mm. <laughs> no, where you, where, what brand you buy, describe the color of the packaging, like where you're going to find it exactly in the supermarket mm-hmm. rather than just be like, hey, yeah, go to the supermarket, like what, you know, you choose what we have for dinner. I don't know. That's just like an example. Like, mm of just me pulling back and surrendering a bit or like a, another example like I, I like this example but the other day or oh, a couple of months ago we were driving and you were like where do you think we should park don't know if you remember this what in the car park or no we were driving in um, Newtown Linford okay 
so you were like where do you think we should park and i had an idea where we should park right <laughs> i'm like why you know why and i think a lot of women can relate to this that men are just now in this phase where like i don't want to upset you i don't want to get this wrong like i'm gonna ask you where i should park like what a ridiculous thing so i was just like park where you think mm. where did i park in a stupid place no joke <laughs> different city no, you just parked wherever you parked. And yeah. like in someone's drive. No. <laughs> but it was fine. Like where you parked, you parked. And like I didn't have to I just it's such a big exhale for me to not feel like I have to like control every single minute detail. Mm. And who really cares where you park? Yeah. Like it's true. really. Mm. Is it worth me like controlling everything and you feeling like you have to default to me for everything little yeah, yeah i'm not so, yeah, do you know what i'm saying yeah definitely i'm, definitely. I'm not saying it's super, super extreme like you're defaulting to me for everything but yeah like yeah like it just it feels like for me like the word that i would describe is like spacious mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. like so spacious and i feel like i love you like i chose you for a reason i chose you for good reason like parking Parking skills. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you've you was good good parking skills yeah, for you. Yeah. Parallel, reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like other than the parking, like I chose you for yeah, really strong reasons and I I, I that feeling that I had with you that passion that I felt with you, like we can, you and I can find that again very easily, can't we? There are times where like, it's hard to find it, but they're the times where we've been like coming at each other like we're enemies mm. in every single little aspect of life. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm sure it's just a result of the smaller things just building up and yeah, those those kind of, I think it's interesting actually, like it just occurs to me um, years ago, I was working at British Gas. So I was like probably, I don't know, 26 or something like that a long time ago I remember like I was talking to a friend at British Gas about um I was like arguing and stuff like that oh, yeah. and um don't know this story no no yeah it just occurred to me I thought it was relevant but I thought it'd be interesting to see what you thought of it and uh, this person said um did they say like who wears the trousers or like does or does Rochelle wear the trousers I can't remember what they said mm. but anyway, one of those two things and I think it was who wears the trousers mm. like kind of like joking I think probably expecting me to say like Rochelle but um, my answer was actually because it made me stop it stopped me in my tracks a little bit and it made me think uh, like my answer actually was um, like I think like like no one kind of mm. thing I don't know what you think to that but mm. I think like I think it goes back to kind of surrender to intimacy mm. and things like that and mm. surrendering generally I mm. suppose but that probably is like to a great extent like well it can be a, a, like a root cause of some conflict and some tension that goes back to kind of like defined roles or lack of defined roles or people not really knowing where they stand or yeah. someone not doing what's natural to them or mm -hmm. whatever it might be I mean, in a way it's probably better for yeah well I thought that was interesting anyway. I think that is interesting and, it, and it's controversial but like in most instances like I want you to wear the trousers mm -hmm. and like most women might be like oh you can't say that but actually if they think about it if they really come back to their heart space like they want to be supported they want to be cared for and it's not about like you wear the trousers and you take the belt off sometimes and beat me although 
Maybe. No, I don't, I don't Out remember, of choice. I don't remember that. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's not about like that kind of submissive, controlled situation. Mm-hmm. As in like, I don't have a say. Yeah. It's about like feeling held. And the other day, like you didn't really get it. But I, I was trying to describe to you like an analogy of like what it would look like, what it can look like. And what I feel like it, it's growing to more and more for us is this like dance of like the feminine and the masculine where the feminine is like very fluid and flowing and moving and creative and just wants to be in the moment and the masculine holds that energy there's like Mm. a strength to it that like yeah like yeah just like almost in well encircles it yeah no i get it i think i think that who wears the trousers thing like that can be um that can have negative connotations can't it it's almost like you know who's in charge who's the boss kind of thing who's like the most important but it's still kind of so but if you take if you don't use those words like who wears the trousers it's still relevant i think and just in terms of like what you were saying really just in terms of roles or or people knowing kind of what their place is in the house i don't mean place as in like subservient or master or something but just in terms of um like what purpose what their do, essence is yeah, what, what brings them joy what purposes do they serve what brings more harmony in the home satisfaction yeah achievement all that kind of thing yeah and you can very easily get to a situation where both people in the house actually are probably like slightly lost not in their correct place not doing something that feels natural to them maybe because of a few like strange choices in life or because of as you were saying like um society yeah like extraneous kind of like pressures that society puts on you to um to like be in a certain position when actually like you were saying doesn't necessarily like gel with like what your true essence is no and like what is more important ultimately than you know that choice that you've made to be with this human like to have a harmonious beautiful relationship because then that impacts on the children and how they're raised as well mm-hmm. if you know if you have children and i'm i'm studying a book at the moment ready for surrender to intimacy because i'm launching it and starting on the 5th of september and towards the end of my my planning for it like i'm I'm reading a book at the moment that's going into great depth around actually the choice that we make in our partners is is around largely around we see in each other positive and negative traits of our caregivers when we were children and we choose each other subconsciously for a reason and actually choosing to stick rather than run away because you know separating divorce ultimately obviously if there's if there's physical abuse involved or something horrible involved then that's something different but choosing to run away from each other is easier than actually staying together working things out coming back to our truth and our wholeness coming together and, and, and working through all this which I do feel like we are so have been so good at even though God it's been really really difficult at times but you're coming back to wholeness like you're born whole mm-hmm. and I'm gonna dive into this it's gonna be a long um uh part of of the program surrender to intimacy is like coming back to wholeness we're born whole but our life experiences and our um you know the way our caretakers are you know i use caretakers instead of parents because it might not necessarily be and like you know in in perhaps your scenario it's perhaps more other people other than your parents that have impacted this 
but like we choose someone because they remind us of both positive and negative traits within our caretakers and we see in them an opportunity to heal now unfortunately in the worst case scenario we expect them to be the one to do the work to heal us Mm -hmm. because we're still looking at them as the caregiver so they need to be the one to fix things but when we come together in this beautiful like surrendered connected way and and are able to work on communication which i think we've got much better at as well then we can start to see that actually that's my responsibility to heal that and i see things in you that trigger me but why is it triggering me and what can i do to work on that and how can i communicate that with you and slowly but surely through staying with someone through the hard times and evolving together you know the goal is to come back to wholeness together mm-hmm. which i think is really a beautiful thing when you explain that sort of thought process to me or that theory it definitely made sense because um yeah without doubt some of the things that are most i suppose triggering or like annoying like things that really get me i suppose like wired up about you are things that really kind of like just like take me back to like th- situations from i don't know like 30 years ago or something mm. before obviously before i knew you mm. yeah without doubt and um yeah I, I thought it was interesting too what you were saying that thing that you read about relationships and everything and how it's just so much easier just to go from like one night stand or like you know month-long relationship to like month-long relationship or whatever it might be because you're never really getting beneath the surface you're never really getting to see their weaknesses and they're never really getting to see your weaknesses everything's they only really see your show and uh yeah you never actually are forced to be kind of vulnerable with them and they never get to see you kind of making mistakes or looking a bit stupid or whatever it might be and vice versa and um yeah i think it's really that really struck me too to be honest like in how important that is and how it's like it's just um yeah i think it's really on topic yeah no it is on topic 100 percent. but it's just yeah it's uh it's a real challenge actually and like it's kind of like a that presented it to me in like a really positive light all the challenges because it makes it feel like it's uh really important and almost like your your sort of what's the word but you're kind of backing down from a challenge mm. and um just taking the easy route yes. if you just constantly go from sort of shorter relationship to shorter relationship and can't can't bear for the other person to see you in a certain light or like i say if you'd see them in a certain light there's no growth like. in that at all and um yeah obviously growth is quite important yeah and certainly experienced that over the last however many years yeah no definitely yeah i love that you're you're referring to a Joni mitchell quote aren't you that's what it was yeah 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 it was really good it was really good and actually prompted me to buy that uh, book called the end of sex which is um she actually mentioned in in that quote which i'm reading now so yeah, I mean, gosh, there's so much to explore on this topic. And um, a lot of it, you know, is, I think, personal to women. There's a lot of um, discovery around the part, the history of women and how we've come to this point. Um, a lot to understand about our cyclical nature, about our relationships with our mothers, our fathers, or, or whoever would be our, our relevant caregiver. And then... Um, an ex an exploration of of yeah the choices that we've made in our partners and 
um, how we're showing up in that. But, you know, that is this deep personal work that I've been doing and, you know, a lot of it, you know, I do talk to you about, but a lot of it I don't, you know, it's just there and I'm doing it in the background. Um, and I'm really excited. I loved, you know, I loved, we've we've been coming together in a different way the last week or so um, as we're creating some transition in our lives. And yesterday we're walking along the road and you were asking me about surrender to intimacy and how I was feeling around it. And I said, you know, I'm, fe I'm feeling really excited. I'm feeling really excited about it. I hope that women will join me. And you said to me, do you want to say what you said to me? No, remind me. You don't remember what you said to me? Just just prompt me. We were walking back. along that really pretty pretty road in Harrogate. And um, you said, like, I, I feel like, I feel like this is needed. Like, what can be more important than this work for women? Do you not remember saying this? <laughs> Did I say, okay, sorry. It's a really special moment for me. No, carry on. Sorry, I'm sure there must no, be a couple fine. of words missing. But... Yeah, well, no, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but you yeah, said, yeah. like, this is really important work for women and what can be more important than this. Um, and you're, like, you are the right person to help support and guide women on this because I do feel like you've been doing this work. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, sorry, I do remember saying that. Okay. Sure. Thank goodness. It's not like I'm, like, you know, making something up there. No, no, definitely, no. No, no, no I, I stand by that, obviously. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel like... Um, yeah, you've got so much experience of it. And um, yeah, I just feel strongly that it's just not, that's the kind of thing I was saying, wasn't it? Like that you're not um, just someone who's, I suppose, trying it on or just giving it a go in terms of offering suggestions or offering, sharing thoughts. Um, yeah, you've truly like been living it and experiencing it. And uh, yeah, like both of us, I suppose, like we've both been experiencing it as a consequence of, I suppose, our issues and our paths that we've as a family kind of been on and it's um it's only through experiencing that over you know, like years and years now that you're able to um, have that perspective i suppose and as long as you learn from the things that you've been going through then it's uh then you've got something to share and i feel like yeah that's the kind of thing i was saying i suppose i feel like you definitely have got things to share in, and you on felt the and you've and like yeah i've you feel like it's it's valuable like for for couples and yeah i feel like it is i feel like it's really valuable and i feel like there's like there's such a stigma attached to things that are and i don't know i suppose it's such a murky like topic and subject area in terms of what i was about to say was like nature and what's natural and that kind of thing mm. but there's such stigma attached it seems to to just accepting or like being open to and being honest about like what is natural loving or even loving honoring yeah like what is natural what is natural for you and like your like just your preferences that you can't sort of explain on the basis of i don't know like your favorite food or something like that it's not it's not comparable it's or maybe it is but it's just um yeah An inner knowing yeah just this yeah it's like it just comes from a real depth like just like a real like you wake, wake up every morning i said to you before like i've woken up sometimes over the last few years just kind of kind of feeling quite empty and like quite pointless and that's not because, I don't know, like I've, it's not like from a conscious place. It's just completely subconscious. It's just completely just something that's deep down inside you that just knows that what you're doing isn't quite like satisfying you 100%. And there's something not quite right about your role. And I think by the same token, 
same thing's probably happened to you, but not in, not feeling empty or pointless, but more probably in terms of like stress and exhaustion. Yeah. And I th- I think you know our our situation is obviously unique in the sense of of our particular circumstances, but I speak to so many women, and no matter the age or the circumstances that they're in, and I feel like we speak to men and and. I think it's fair to say that we've spoken to other men that feel similarly to you as well. Different circumstances, but ultimately I feel like so many of us are just caught in this trap of just, you know, women trying to be too masculine and too push and like exhausted and, um, you know, possibly feeling lazy for just wanting to slow down. Mm. And men are just like, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to make her happy. I'm just going to pull back and just like go off and like do something else, like completely like away from her because it's really stressful to be around her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nothing about that scenario is like sexy or like wants you to be near each other, you know, mm-hmm. physically, mentally intimate like nothing about that Mm -hmm. because it's so far from our truth it's Mm -hmm. so far from nature and obviously like intimacy connection is something that it does come naturally when it's when it's right Mm -hmm. yeah so i suppose like i I don't know maybe it's oversimplifying it but it just occurred to me you know opposites attract and that's a real cliche yeah but it's almost like men have become some kind of like watered down version of a man like verging on like meeting in the middle mm. with a woman and a woman's become like a watered down version of a woman yes taking on many masculine qualities yes. and uh, expectations and pressures and it's become so the two the two are almost like meeting in the middle there's no mm-hmm. yeah no opposites anymore 100 percent. therefore possibly like not as much attraction no not as much attraction and that that beautiful dance like that yin and yang dance is just not happening and Oh gosh, when it does happen, it's just so freeing. Like everything that I want to work towards in my work is around freedom and, you know, sovereignty and truth. And this is why I just feel this work is just so important. However it ends up looking in different people's lives, because it will end up looking different, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited about it. And I'm really, you know, I'm really grateful that you've come and like just briefly talk about it here with us. Have to. Just from our perspective, obviously I've got loads to share. Like from my perspective, I've got a ten-week program coming up around it. Yeah. But yeah. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure, Crikey. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> so that was so much fun. I know those of you who watched it on Instagram you know lots of you have commented and thank you so much for those comments I'm, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it if you enjoyed listening to it on the podcast I would love to hear from you with a comment or a, or a review in your chosen podcast app or just even you know popping me an email it's hello at rochellehubbard.com or over on Instagram, I'm rochelle.a.hubbard. I am about to um, start a programme on the 5th of September. 
it's uh, 2022 if you're listening to this beyond that date so on the 5th of September 2022 I'm starting a 10-week program called Surrender to Intimacy and it's really for you if you have listened to this podcast and you resonate with the feeling of just exhaustion from feeling like you have to control everything you feel your relationship is suffering as a result you don't feel closeness and intimacy with your partner you feel like you're both lost but you know deep down that you can come together in this really beautiful sacred harmonious way and that you want that for yourself you want that for the both of you you want that for your future, you want that for your family and you know that this work, nothing can be more important than this because it truly is the foundation for the rest of our lives, for the for the present moment and how we show up in every other area of our life and how we build our dreams but also for our future in our physical future together, but also for this process that I so believe in of healing this, the mother wound, healing the father wound, healing the um, childhood damage that has been unwittingly, of course, often hopefully caused to us and that no doubt we are causing to our children to some degree. But this process of of coming together with your partner can bring us back to more of a whole state through the healing process that we most likely have unconsciously come together for. It's such a beautiful thing. And also um, for the greater work for humanity of coming back to the beautiful balance of the feminine and the masculine you know, we do that in ourselves, we bring it into our home and then we take it out into the world and it's the opening of those two wings flying together for the first time in thousands of years that is going to create the the new world, the new balance, the new beauty and wonder that we need for humanity. This is the work that we need to do. And, and it is so, so incredible and such a privilege to do it. So I hope that if you are feeling that inkling that you will join me in Surrender to Intimacy. I have a five-part series email that you can sign up to, to, to read as you go along. And for those on that list, I have a, a discount for Surrender to Intimacy, which expires on the 26th of August so you know do join that list I'll put the link in the in the show notes and I'll also put a link up to the page um, for for the offering so you can you can see her and read more about her I really really look forward to connecting with more of you in this in this way on this topic which is so so close to my heart thank you for being here with me and Josh today sending love as always 